Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. everybody and welcome to another episode of A Change in Attitude, your modern day look at the attitude era of WWF, WWE, however you would like to refer to it. I am your host this week, Ori the Draw, and coming with me on this journey, of course, as per usual, is Mags and Tanner. I have missed you guys. I missed last week due to Hurricane Ida and her bullshittery, we'll put it that way. Six days without power, but the house is good. We're good. You know, that's all you can really hope for, for the best. The fence is not so good, but, you know, I mean, I feel like if, if all we lost was power for six days and the uh, some sections of fence, we came out pretty good, mm-hmm. you know? So, anywho, Mags, how are you today? Yeah, I'm doing really well, and on be on, I'm sure I can speak for Tano when I say this. Firstly, welcome back. We absolutely <laughs> yes. missed you. Welcome and, back. I missed you. And second, too. and secondly, never leave us alone to do a podcast oh, no. again. We cannot be trusted. Uh, we are bad at being podcasters where we have not got you to control us. I don't understand how, because you guys do radio techers fairly frequently without Matt. And it seems I've popped in a couple times. And and yeah, have you seen those episodes? (laughs) I've found that they were perfectly fine. I mean, I haven't watched them in their entirety, but, uh, you know, the times I've popped in, it seems to be going okay. Maybe it's because I was there to help, you know, influence the chat. We had some pumpkin chat today. Tanner and I are great. We have such great chemistry, but we have no filter. Oh, and we kind of egg each other on, and oh. we both have kind of a weird sense of humor. Uh, and yeah, it, it goes off the rails pretty fast. So, what you're saying is, you need me to rein you in, is what is what's happening here. That's why you're the draw. You, oh, you, you, okay. you not only bring in the, the, the views and the listens, but you also keep us in check. And and somehow Tanner has just disappeared. I don't know what's going on, but Tanner's he, disappeared. 
he's been struggling with internet problems oh, uh, for, the, okay. for, the, for all day. So uh, <sighs> I assume it's a, a computer reboot, but he'll be uh, back momentarily. Uh, gotcha. So while, whilst he's away, uh, we might as well uh, uh, do a little bit of a recap. Uh, sure. You, you've watched uh, the episode that we covered on last week's uh, uh, show, uh, the I 23rd have. of September, uh, mm-hmm. 1996. Uh, give us your quick thoughts on on that show and the uh, the end of the Intercontinental Title Championship Tournament. So I thought the match was good. I actually really enjoyed the match. Um, I felt like both competitors came out looking really strong. Um, I was a little surprised, but just based off the way they have been building Farouk, that they actually put the title on Marrow instead mm-hmm. of Farouk. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Um, I did like the shenanigans at the end with the brick in the purse and having it being turned around on um, Farouk instead of it being used against Mark Marrow was really, really good. Um, I thought it was very interesting that she put a brick in her purse. It was kind of funny, you know, a little tongue in cheek because anytime, you know, a man picks up a woman's purse, good Lord, this thing's heavy. What do you have a brick in it? You know, that's, I don't know about where you you're from, but here in the South, that is the thing. That is very much a thing is women in their heavy purses, pocketbooks, however you like to refer. Now getting to the end of the show and JR's situation, that was, I don't know what that was. Yeah, it I mean, was that, wild that, and out of the box. Yeah, that all started actually in the the uh, the end of this match when he was interviewing uh, Mark Mirror in the ring, and Mark was thanking uh, Perfect and right. thanking Sable, uh, thanking Jesus Christ, and then Jim Ross goes, "Yeah, what about me?" And Mark, I know you're a great guy. You're okay as well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was the that was the start of salty salty Jr. Which, you know, kind of builds to later where it's Stone Cold and JR versus everybody, it seems like. So we've got some shades of that beforehand, which I thought was really cool. The thing that gets me right now is that um, in that entire segment, JR confirms that Vincent Kennedy McMahon is the owner of WWF. Had this ever been mentioned before? Uh, I think uh, in a, one of the previous episodes that, that we'd watched, we'd uh, we'd heard um, Brian Pillman call Vince Bookerman, um, and then we had a uh, uh, Stone Cold alluding to to Vince being the 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 owner. But this is the first time that I remember it being confirmed that Vince was the guy. That's what I thought too, because I remember we joked around in one of those episodes where, you know, Pillman's coming out going, where's my check? Where's my check? Go write my check. And at that point we had said that it hadn't been confirmed and that Vince looked like a deer in the headlights. Like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. You know? And so the, to get that confirmation that Vince is the owner, like he's not just a booker. He's the booker. He's the be all end all, despite Gorilla Monsoon being the president. And so I thought that was really, really interesting. And then, of course, he brings out Razor. And this is the part. Razor. Yeah. Quote, unquote, Razor Ramon, uh, which we'll get into more in this episode. But this was the part that I found interesting. Okay. They bring out Razor and they leave the house lights up Mm -hmm. until he goes to get get in the ring. 
to me, it would have made more sense to keep the house lights low the whole time. Because don't get me like, I don't know who this guy is. I did not go look it up, but he has a very similar likeness to Scott Hall. I'll give him that. Not not perfect. You can definitely tell, but with lights being low and whatnot, you could presumably somewhat get away with the fact that, yes, he kind of looks like Scott Hall. His mannerisms, the way he's like whoever prepped him for that with the mannerisms and the characteristics and the voice, they did an excellent job. Like once the house lights come up, you're going, nah, that ain't Hall. That ain't Hall. But in a more dim environment, you know, I think it would have made more sense the whole time to keep those house lights low, put spotlights everywhere else except on him to where not only does it leave the viewers at home questioning, because they did great with the camera angles on that aspect, but the the crowd, you know, the live crowd, they're going to obviously be able to tell and they're going to react accordingly. Like, nah, homie, this this ain't it, chief. You know, so to keep them somewhat guessing, to help further keep us guessing, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. It would have been, it would have made more sense to keep those house lights low the entire time. So, yeah, but that that certainly does make sense. Uh, but I think uh, from from my point of view, the 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 look that uh, WWE or WWF were going for were was that they knew that this wasn't going to fly, that the fans aren't just going to be uh, suckered in and believe that these are who WWE are claiming them to be. So I think straight off the bat, the the point was to make Jim Ross look like he was a liar. Uh, And if you get that, that kind of crowd reaction where they, they, they cut to the crowd and the crowd are all confused, like, Who's this guy? This isn't the the the, the Scott Hall that we know. This isn't the real Razor Ramon. So you get those uh, cheers when the music comes on, and then the drop in in atmosphere. Um, I think that was the, or it seemed that that was the 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 kind of uh, picture WWF was going for. I don't kind of understand what the end game was going to be with this because, yeah, it it it, it looked so tacky. Um, I don't know where they thought that this storyline was going to go. Uh, this It was the the epitome of a fart in church. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different ways they could have played this. There's a lot of different ways it could have gone over well. Um, I think it does bring some intrigue to it. But, you know, it, it just wasn't... I don't know. I, I guess they did the best they could with what they had at the time. They were trying to build off of these guys that had helped make their name. And all of a sudden they're gone. They're the outsiders. They're in WCW, but they have these names that they can use. And I guess in a way it's like, well, this is technically sports entertainment. It's scripted television. People get recast all the time and look similar You know, maybe people will think of it this way, but I don't think that's something. And I think this is why you've almost never seen this in wrestling. Again, you've seen it with mass luchadors, but you haven't seen it with um, specific, you know, unmasked superstars Mm -hmm. where okay, we're just going to switch them out. We'll just put somebody else there who looks like them, sounds like them, can move like them, and we'll just call it a day. You know, the recasting thing, 
just as, and in some cases it doesn't really work for the mass luchadors either. You know, I mean, I don't know. It, it eh, I'm, I'm very much on the fence with it. And I think, I think it has more to do, especially after watching the episode that we're going to cover today. I think it has more to do to build that storyline with whatever's going on with Jr. As opposed to what's, as opposed to actually bringing them back, does that make sense? Yeah, and that they're a con- conduit to uh, creating a heel uh, Jr. I suppose. And um, around this time, I know that the WWF had issued a cease and desist order, or their lawyers had issued a cease and desist order to uh, WCW uh, for for. Uh, any referring to the characters of Diesel and Razor Ramon. So maybe it was right. a case of just rubber stamping that, that these are our characters, uh, whilst the people are not the same people, uh, because uh, the episode that we're going to cover today, they, they flat out say that they never said that, that it was Scott Hall or Kevin Nash. They mentioned the, them by name multiple times, saying that we never promised you Scott Hall and, and right. Kevin Nash coming back. We promised you Diesel and we promise you Razor Ramon. And like I said, characters get recast in TV shows and, and movies. So um, maybe it was a, a kind of a throw of the dice by WRF to see if that could work. Uh, Kevin Nash and, and Scott Hall were hot uh, on, on WCW. Maybe it was a case of kind of like uh, trying to cash in on that using the characters that, that they're used to portraying in WRF. Either way, it didn't work. And thankfully, we haven't seen it a lot since. I don't know that we've ever seen it since. I mean, we've seen doubles, you know, we, yeah. we've seen doubles of characters, you know, kind of as a, a an offhand spoof type thing, you know, which I think kind of was probably prompted because around this era, you know, as we saw in this episode, they were uh, promoting PlayStation a lot and PlayStation games. And it was around this time that we've got um, the fighting games coming into play like Mortal Kombat and there would be instances in Mortal Kombat where you would have to fight yourself, you mm-hmm. know, or fight the character that you were portraying. So it would be Shang Tsung versus Shang Tsung or Sonya versus Sonya or whatever. And so they may have gotten that idea from that because, you know, I mean, Mortal Kombat was the game at that point in time. Everybody was all over the Mortal Kombat uh, it games at that point, and there's a reason they're still as good as they are today. You know, they just stood the test of time. But let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and start looking at September 30th of 1996, season four, episode 38 on the Peacock. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it is on the WWE Network. I'm sure somewhere in the Raw stuff. Yep, Raw, then 1996, then September 30th. Pretty, pretty self-explanatory if you still have the network. Which if you you're don't. if you're over there with the network. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so right off the drop, we get a match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and a returning Jake the Snake Roberts. He brings out the bag. The bag never really comes into play. Um, I thought this was a really good match. I thought Jake looked good. I thought Stone Cold looked good. Um, of course, we've got Lawler doing Lawler things yeah. as per usual. He's got a f- bottle of uh, a fifth bottle of Jim Beam sitting around and by- keeps trying to get up. And Kevin Kelly keeps trying to restrain him. Don't get up. Don't go in there. That kind of thing. And so 
eventually he does get up, spit the, take a swig of the Jim Beam and then spit it in Jake Roberts' face, causing the distraction, causing Steve Austin to execute the stunner and thus get the win. Yes, um, again, I, I, I agree with you. I think uh, Jake Roberts looked really good. Uh, I think this is a, the first match he's had in a while where he's he's not got the the shirt on, so he's not um, he's uh, he's trimmed up a little bit. Uh, I think is this the first time we've seen these two wrestle since um, since King of the Ring, maybe? Yes, um, and I want to say this is only the second match that Jake has had since King of the Ring because I want to say he had one other match and then he was gone. So he's been out for about four to six weeks yeah. on television or off of WWF programming altogether. And I, I, you know, they make mention of him not wearing the shirt and this, that, and the other. And I, I thought he looked really good. He, he looked like the Jake that we, we know and love. Yep. And it was a, a really good match. Jake's always been good at telling a story in the ring. Uh, Austin is really kind of growing into this, uh, this 316 character. Um, I, I seem to remember Austin 316 being huge from the offset, but uh, going back and watching these roles, it's actually taken quite a while for uh, for Austin 316 to, to become a huge thing. Um, yeah. which is which is uh, maybe it's a little bit of the Mandela effect. Maybe it's a little bit uh, of rose colored glasses, but the the Jerry Lawler stuff um, it had a point. I get it. Uh, he's still playing off the 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 demons of of uh, of Jay the Snake. I don't like it, but it it, it was a an integral part of the match. It led to the to the finish with a uh, with um, uh, Jerry spitting the, the mouthful of uh, of whiskey. Uh, uh, um, at Jake and being the distraction that uh, that causes uh, Jake to essentially lose the match. I think there's a point where Austin looks like he's going to walk out of the arena, trying to like regather his thoughts. And then uh, when uh, Jerry distracts Jake, Austin sneaks back and, uh, and attacks him. Uh, but yeah, Austin ends up getting the victory, and then we get a rerun of uh, a feud that we've seen quite a few times with uh, with uh, Savio Vega, who's involved in quite a lot of feuds uh, for for being the king of the jobbers, I suppose. He's uh, he's uh, been involved with the Justin Hart Bradshaw feud. He's uh, here revisiting the Austin feud. Uh, he's, he's got the uh, the Razor Ramon slash Diesel stuff to to come up. Um, he's a, a busy little bee, is uh, Savio Vega, but he comes out uh, with the uh, the Caribbean strap to uh, to kind of even the score when uh, when Austin and, and uh, uh, Lawler are double teaming uh, Roberts. He's he's really all over this episode. This is a very Savio Vega heavy episode, and I'm not disappointed by that. Yeah, he's secretly been uh, been one of the MVPs of uh, this uh, this early part of uh, a changing attitude. He's really, and honestly, I hate to say it, but he's kind of carrying the shows a little bit for me. You know, he, he's helping me keep things interesting, you know, moving storylines around. And it's a shame we don't, you know, he wasn't in some of those bigger title pictures, you know, but it is what it is, I guess. Can't go back and change it. <laughs> I mean, he, he does get his own faction pretty soon, uh, uh, where he has a, a prominent role. Uh, so we've got that to to look forward to. But yeah, I'm, I'm digging uh, seeing uh, quite a lot of Savio Vega. He's uh, one of the better wrestlers uh, on the roster right now uh, in terms of in ring talent. Uh, so yeah, um, let, another let's friend of the podcast. Yes, he absolutely is. We're gaining lots of friends: Kevin Kelly, right. Savio Vega, uh, Al Snow. Yeah. So many, so many. Did 
Did we? Al Snow never responded to me. Did he? I don't remember. He he liked a tweet that uh, James. Oh, James, uh, that Nancy's Wrestling Podcast, I uh, interviewed him recently, and uh, I mentioned that uh, we've seen a lot of him with uh, with uh, Sean Michael, uh, with uh, Mike Jannetty and Ruth Cassidy, yeah. and he, he liked a couple of tweets. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So many friends. We're getting all the <laughs> friends here. Everybody come in. There's plenty of room. All right. So why, So after we get Savio coming in to the rescue of Jake Roberts, chasing Stone Cold and King out with the strap, we get a shot backstage of Razor working out with Diesel looking over him. Diesel mostly in profile. And, you know, if I didn't know who it was, I'm not saying I would think it was Kevin Nash, not by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, I'm not going to, like I said, it's definitely not Kevin Nash. I don't know who it is, but it's not Kevin Nash. It's Kevin Nash if he had escaped a pretty brutal house fire uh, with oh. just third-degree burns and also lost about three or four inches. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's that's, that's kind of projecting things to come there, Mags. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Speaking of house fires. Anyway, um, but, yeah, it, it's definitely not Kevin Nash. And you get a really good look at whoever Razor is, and it's not Scott Hall. It's it, definitely not Scott Hall. It's a Scott Hall who has eaten another Scott Hall. I mean, whoever it was, he looked more like Scott Hall than Glenn Jacobs looked like Diesel. We'll just go ahead and throw that out there. That That is absolutely true. Props to Rick, Bog, Rick Bogner for absolutely living the gimmick. Um, yeah. Glenn Jacobs definitely was no. not, he was not into this diesel gimmick at all. Sweetie, you tried. Yeah. I, I'll give you an E for effort. There's not going to be an A for that one. I'll give you an E for effort. That's all you're going to get. Oh, yeah, yeah. His arms were huge, though. Mm-hmm. He was like, don't get me wrong. I always knew Kane was big, but like, he was a big boy. Yeah. He, he was a big, a, big boy. He was a muscly, muscly young fella. He was. So after that, we get Hunter Hearst Helmsley, because he's not really Triple H yet at this point, um, coming out to the ring and calling out Mr. Perfect. And then from there, he goes to commentary and moves. They move on to a tag match between twins Jason and Jared Grimm, the Grimm twins, and the Godwins with Hillbilly Jim, the dog, and the goat. Well, they weren't in the match, but they were there. Yeah. So yeah. the, the Grimm twins, are, uh, I'm sure they were the Harris brothers. Uh, you may know them uh, uh, as Skull and Eight Ball from Disciples of Apocalypse, or they were uh, they're in WCW. Uh, I think they were part of, uh, uh, I want to say Vince Russo security team, but they've had quite a few gimmicks in uh, in wrestling. Um, and I wouldn't know good- them at all. I wouldn't know them at all. Well, let's just say (laughs) you will know them pretty soon. Okay. And really, it seemed like the only way you could really tell them apart is that they both had the same tattoo on their back, but one Mm -hmm. had it on the left shoulder and the other one had it on the right shoulder. Yeah. That's the only way you can tell these two apart. Um, During the match, we get an inset of Mr. Perfect um, talking about what's going on and talking about Hunter Hearst Helmsley um, challenging him and accepting it and said, but I'll give you a couple weeks to get in shape. And I'm like, are you? Cause he's pretty well in shape. I'm pretty sure 
you need to get in shape. And they, of course, allude to that saying that, you know, round is a shape. And then they go in on Jr. on being round, bless his heart. <laughs> and so, but before we go any farther, Tanner's back. Yes. What's up, Tanner? What's going on, everybody? How are you today? Not bad. <laughs> My computer decided that it wanted to do a major software update right in the middle of us recording. So I had to tend to that. And that's um, why I use PC instead of Apple. Yes. Correct. Well, you can <laughs> take What can I do? What can I do, huh? Bring it. <laughs> no. Fuck PC. No. Um, so, um, yeah. Let's go back a little bit. Let's go back. Let's get your thoughts. We had, we were just talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Jake Roberts. Yeah. And Lawler spitting the booze. Savio coming in to the rescue with the strap. And how this episode has been very Savio centric. Yes. You could say lots of Savio. There's there's lots of Savio here all over this episode. He's everywhere. Um, what were your thoughts on the match, though? On which one? Steve Austin and Jake Roberts? Yes, sir. OK. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was kind of awkward for me. A lot. A little bit fumbly. Um I don't know if, if, if it's just Jake. I don't know if it's... I don't know what it is. I didn't find the match to be all that interesting, um, if I'm being perfectly honest here. Uh, obviously, Lawler's doing the whole thing with you know spraying Jim Beam in, uh, in Jake's face. We've talked about you know <laughs> what we think about King and, and, and continuing with this uh, alcoholism gimmick that he's got going on with, uh, with Jake. Um, so, I mean, it, it could have been far worse, I suppose, <laughs> but um, it I didn't think it was very good. Right. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Jay, you know, we've only really seen Jake about two or three times in the run of this specific show in, right. in A Change of Attitude. And I think of the times that we have seen him, this is probably the best that he's looked. You know, they refer to him not having the shirt on and he doesn't. And like, I'm not saying he looks like a massive powerhouse, but physically he looks well. He seems to be moving fairly well. It could be that there's just no good chemistry between him and Stone Cold Steve Austin, maybe. Because I thought yeah. the match was good. It wasn't great. Like, it's not one of those, like, this is worth your Peacock subscription. This is a match you need to go check out. But it right. was pretty good. It was. For it, what it was. It was fine. It I've, was I've meh. Se I've, seen, I've seen far worse. Um, oh yeah, but I've seen far better, uh, for sure. I, I it's it's not um, it's not the hot opener that I think that we would want in a raw, um, just quality wise. Obviously, Stone Cold uh, again working on being a big big part of WWE going forward, and they obviously wanted to put a spotlight on him here with Jake and have Jake give him the rub a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's, so it wasn't the IC title last week. Farouk versus Marrow. No. That no. was a good match. That, that was, was a, a good match. That was a very good match compared yes, it to was. compared to this. <laughs> this sucked. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It, it, I, I wouldn't say it sucked. Okay. I wouldn't say it sucked, but it was all right. It was yeah. it was a decent match. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. All right. So it's, moving it's, it was it's kinda like the um this is weird, but like I think my neighbor's <laughs> cooking something, and so like there's this aroma wafting through the apartment. Okay, uh, and so it's it's not it's very oniony, yes. 
it's it's not a very good aroma, but it's not terrible. So it's kind gotcha. of like it's kind so of like was, pumpkin pie. Was, <laughs> no, it's kind of like a just you the, don't put onions in pumpkin pie. It's just it's just the the it's like the aroma of onions of matches. So <laughs> is it was the match better or worse than the onion aroma? Uh, they're about on par. Okay, okay. <laughs> just checking. Just checking. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, so moving back to the Grimms versus the Godwins, like we said, we had uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley come out before and challenge Triple Eight, uh, challenge Mr. Perfect, and then during the match we got the inset uh, of Mr. Perfect accepting, saying he's going to give Helmsley a couple weeks to prepare. Um, and I thought this match was fairly good. It was very much a, a case of big meaty men slapping meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it is what it is. It, it was uh, there was nothing really um, offensive about the match. Uh, it, it was just the match was was second fiddle to what was happening on commentary for for me. Uh, sure. With uh, oh. with, with um, <laughs> the attacks on Jim Ross, with uh, the the uh, the the conversation between Perfect and and. Uh, and no, Triple H. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one thing about Triple H is he's dropped the posh accent. This is the Triple yeah. H that we know. Right. This is the the DX level Triple H. Yeah, he's talking about um, new generation. You know that I'm, I'm spearheading <laughs> this new generation of of wrestlers. Right. Yeah, but but the match it could have been any match at that time. Uh, it, this was just. A filler for 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 Hunter and Perfect to 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 uh, start their feud, I suppose. Sure. Well, we got to see I it wouldn't go. say I wouldn't say start the feud because Perfect's no, been coming out I for mean, a couple continue, of weeks now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely continue because he's been stealing the women's for, mm-hmm. for which they've still never clarified what he's telling them or why he's stealing them. None of that has been made clear, but. You know, and even when Helmsley calls him out, he doesn't say anything about it. Not no. really. Mm-hmm. And so it it kind of, I think if they would have alluded to some of this somehow, that it would have kind of made more sense. Like, you're disrespecting me, taking my valets every week. I'm sick of the disrespect. You know, let's do this. Let's, let's tie up. Let's, 
Mm, tie up. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, oh, let's, let's, let's let's rumble. There let's, we go. Let's, yeah. let's grapple. Let's 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 settle this. Let's get it on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in in the match, the Green Brothers got off plenty of uh, of offense, um, and I, I think it was uh, Phineas uh, who got the 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 slop drop essentially out of nowhere uh, to to win the match. Um, but yeah, I mean. We'll see better from the Grim Twins uh, very, very soon. Well, and I just like the fact that the, when the Godwins come to the wing, the, the wing, when the Godwins the come wing? to the wing, the Godwins when, come when, to the wing. When the Godwins come to the ring, they always bring the the baby goats. Yeah, that goat is cute. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you're bringing the animals out here. This is this is nice. Good, good wholesome wrestling material. I have to admit, if 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 I would have been there ringside, <laughs> I'd have been more interested in petting the goat and the dog than anything to do with the god ones. Yeah, Not that they aren't great wrestlers, but just like, give me the baby animals. I want to love just it. Call Hillbilly Jim over. Then you can pet the goat, or maybe yeah. he might show you how to shear it. I don't know. But you don't shear, shear goats. goats. <laughs> you shear sheep and llamas. Who's shaving a goat? Who's shaving a goat? Apparently Tanner. I don't know what y'all doing down in Texas. Y'all, you're, I'm concerned. I mean, I don't know. What, what, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> no, no, not a thing. What do you want to talk about? None. Let's talk about Double J, Jeff Jarrett exposed. He's also oh, a fake. Two. He's, 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 he's also a, a fake and a liar. He's a, he's a fucking liar. liar. He, he's fucking a liar. <laughs> Doing uh, your little lie dance. I finally remembered what that was from. That was Princess Diaries too, but that's a chick thing. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, we got the, the video last week of uh, In Your House from 1995 where Jarrett was supposedly singing his song and you can obviously see the lip syncing going on mm-hmm. and the Millie Vanilla-ing if that's how you say it, going on. And they reveal that the real Double J is Jeff Jarrett's roadie, Jesse James. It was me, Jeff. It was was me me all along. along. That's right. Jesse James, that that well-known real Double J. You know, it's funny. You actually, like, it's definitely not him either. (laughs) (laughs) Is it though? It's, it's definitely, no, it's not. It's, it's definitely not. Is it, him it's either. not? No, they they, they they brought him out just to sing a ver- that version of the song in his voice, mm-hmm. as opposed to yeah. So wait a minute, you're telling me that they set up that entire entrance and brought in a band just to record that with Jesse James to have him sing? Yep. Yeah. Wow. If you if you listen to the if you listen to the the. the uh, <laughs> The the lip sync one from Jeff Jarrett and then the the uh, Jesse James one they don't sound anything alike no. nothing at all alike so both of them are fucking liars yeah they're both liars we 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 have been two weeks into this angle and everyone has lied to us so far are we two weeks or three weeks oh it's three two weeks into this angle but we, this, this angle. has been like three to four weeks of just straight lies across the board we've been hoodwinked yeah repeatedly. <laughs> repeatedly I, I don't know what's going on with raw in 1996 but uh it's a, it's a, a lot, lot of lying it's a lot it's a lot um, period <laughs> uh but yeah i mean and you can even hear it like if you go back and listen to um jeff jarrett doing his hall of fame ceremony thing where he sings with my baby night you can tell it's his voice right um you know if road dog jesse james Doing this, it's fine, I guess. 
if you if you like that kind of thing, um, country music. But uh, I don't know, man. Are you telling me, Tanner, that Tanner, the Texas gentleman, does not like country music? No, I like uh, I like some country music, not not a lot of country music, but I, I you know. I'll agree with like, you on that one. I like uh, I like old country music. I like uh, Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings. Um, there you honestly. go. Yeah, there you go. I'll wear Twitter. I, I'm I'll good Twitter. up until like the <laughs> mid '90s. I can't get anything past the 1970s. I, I I can do up to the mid '90s, and then and then I'm out, and then I'm out. I, so. I only we on. Country music didn't really cross over to the UK. We got. I'm not uh, surprised. <laughs> we got Miley Cyrus's dad doing that one song. Oh, and that, oh and that was it. Heart. Yeah, that was it. And that was all our country music. A little bit of Dolly Parton here and there. Uh, some maybe some um, Kenny Rogers if he's class as country. I don't know. Maybe consider. Some Mags only listens to country. classical music <laughs> <laughs> as he drinks his tea. Pinky up. I don't know. I am offended. <laughs> yeah, you just stereotyped a whole country. Yes. No, just Max. How dare you? If I had a monocle in, it would be dropping out by now. <laughs> you need a monocle. We need to get Mags a monocle. Just just for grins and giggles. That just for grins and giggles. That would be interesting. It would. Or, or maybe like the, uh, the, the bifocals that kind of sit and like, you put them on a chain and they sit over and pinch the bridge of your nose. Mm, wow. One of those, you know what I'm talking about? Just, yeah. Just bury me. Bury me. God, I've missed this. I've not. Funnily enough, I have not missed this. You haven't missed. You sat there at the beginning of the show and waxed lyrical about how you needed me and now you don't miss me at all. I oh, bitterly, how the turns I, have tabled. I bitterly regret my story. <laughs> You know, you, you can have a change in attitude. Oh, well done. <clears throat> well done. All right. Well done. Good night, everybody. Show's over. Go home. I do actually have pocket watches. I will say that. Pocket watches are great. I'll give you that. Pocket watches are pretty great. All right, back to the show. We have, <laughs> yeah, like, this is a wrestling podcast, guys, by the supposedly, way. Supposedly. I mean, we're talking about you guys going off the rails. It's I don't think it's any better with me. I think we're still headed off the rails constantly. <laughs> so then we get our final, not not our final, our penultimate match of the night, Razor Ramon versus Savio Vega with Gorilla Monsoon on commentary. Oh, boy. Bro. 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 Oh, this wow. match, this match sucked. Like, like yeah. I, like I thought the first match of the night sucked. No, this match sucked. Like this, mm-hmm. this was. I, this I was won't say it's match. I won't say it sucked. It was, yeah. Like and, and none of it sucking has anything to do with Savio Vega though. Savio no. Vega's fantastic. Savio did the best he could with what he. Savio again, he is carrying this show. We said that earlier while we were waiting on you, Tanner. And, with your technical and, difficulties, and, but he is carrying this yeah. show. Yeah. And I've got to give more props to Savio for putting up with this angle, knowing that he was actually involved when uh, Razor Ramon was, uh, came into uh, the WWF in the first place, knowing he has to put up with this bullshit and still able to, to carry on uh, as if it's a, a legitimate storyline. Props to Savio for that. Um, Absolutely. Definitely, 
definitely deserves to be a friend of the show for that. But the fans hated this. Uh, oh, the yeah. amount of times that they cut to the the fans and they were just just blank faces. Thanks. Not even yeah, not even angry faces or not even um, like upset. Just confused, like. What the fuck is going on here? Who is this guy who has eaten Scott Hall? What has happened? <laughs> Where am I? Where's my medication? What, what, what are these punches? Why are you throwing a fish at this What man? is this alternate universe that we have stepped <laughs> yeah. into? I will say for me, okay, because at this point, I, as someone who's who did not watch during, you know, as it aired in 96, didn't had not seen any of Scott Hall. We haven't seen Scott Hall at all on this show as of yet. Nor will you. Nor yeah, nor will we. <laughs> of course. <laughs> With good reason? I don't know. Um, but <laughs> Mags is dead. We've killed Mags. But if you were just starting to tune in. And had had never seen Scott Hall and only vaguely knew of Scott Hall. To me, this was a decent likeness and a decent parody. To okay, quick, give me the parody, parody is a par- much better word yeah. than likeness. Uh, this would be like if I like I don't know <laughs> if I took Scott Hall. And I put him in a washing machine on hot water. And then I put him outside in a forest where animals could, like, trample on him. And then I realized after a monsoon that I still left Scott Hall in the woods. And I went and picked him up, put him back in said water. And then put put, Scott Hall. Yeah. And then put him into a very hot dryer. This is what would come out. This this version of Scott Hall. A monsoon. Would it be a gorilla monsoon? Perhaps. Thank you for for catching that. You're welcome. Um. <laughs> I do what I can. I yeah. It's whoever worked with him to prepare for this. He should had be fired. They sh- they should well, be fired. Stop they, it. They stop did a terrible it. job. <laughs> okay, but from my perspective, okay, let me get it out. From my perspective, okay, okay, as sorry. someone who's never seen Scott Hall, who only vaguely knows of Scott Hall at this point in time, okay, okay, he somewhat okay. looks like Scott Hall. He somewhat acts like Scott Hall. He somewhat moves like Scott Hall, but it's <laughs> very blatantly obvious he's not Scott Hall. Okay, <laughs> I will give you that. It is a parody. It is definitely some type of parody, but they prepared this person fairly well. And, you know, because you can't blame the gimmick on the guy. They're handing it to him, you know, and he's trying to make the best of it. I mean, it it looks like Scott Hall if you maybe had cataracts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I don't have cataracts, but I am nearsighted. But my contacts were in when I was watching. Recovering from a concussion. Um, Maybe I am. I don't know. No, but like uh, I you guys are saying. giving me a concussion. I, I, I get what you're saying in that. Um, yeah, if if you if you took somebody and just told them, hey, these are the essential pieces of what you need to know to be Razor Ramon. This guy covered yeah. those bases. Um, not not in a 
fantastic way, and no. he doesn't look anything like Razor Ramon, or, or well, he doesn't look anything like Scott Hall. That's that's the, the that's the debate that happens during this match on commentary is that. JR says, I brought you Scott Hall, or I brought, I brought you, you Razor, Razor Ramon. Ramon. <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon goes, This isn't Scott Hall. And JR says, I know, it's Razor Ramon. What are you talking about? I never about? said I was bringing what you What does it fuck Scott his Hall? name on the fucking contract? <laughs> right. Say, you dumb bastard. <laughs> like that, that was honestly more entertaining than the match. I'll give you that. The uh... only thing that kept me invested in this match was Savio Vega. Honestly. Mm <laughs> hmm. I have loved, you guys know, I have loved watching Savio Vega through this entire run that we've done. And he has literally been the saving grace on some of these cards that we've watched. Honestly. Like, he 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 made that match quasi-watchable. and So, no discredit, no shade to Savio Vega whatsoever. Throw all the flowers. He's, you know, he's on point. Whoever this razor person is, it's not great. It's not, you know, but they're trying to make, they're trying to make a, a a good situation out of a bad one. And like Mags and I had said earlier, I think this whole bringing them back was as to Mags point, trying to rub salt in the wound to WCW because they had hit them with the cease and desist Mm. and trying to further whatever the storyline is that they've got going with JR being fired and coming back and being embarrassed and all, you know, he's in turn trying to embarrass the WWF and this, that, and the other, it it, it has more to do with that. So that's exactly what it is. And they, and they make that clear on commentary. Um, near the very end is, is, is eh, kind of Jr. Um, what what was the what was the quote from Jr. Um, he he says now the WWF knows how it feels to be embarrassed. Right. He's he's purposely telling you, yes, this isn't what you expected. I'm I'm and it wasn't going to be. Re- yeah, I'm hearing the fan reaction calling them fakes. This is in a very meta way exactly what I wanted in that I've hood hoodwinked you guys into embarrassment. Yeah. Um and so, and, and and when Jerry Lawler is the voice of reason yes. on commentary. Yeah. Then Holy you know geez. that this storyline is uh, is absolutely shit in the bed. But Sh- I've shouldn't got... you guys go into an office and talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Kevin Kelly's trying to call the match. Bless his heart. We and, might, and, I and might the, have to ask him about he was this like, one. Sorry, Jim. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I don't know who these people are. What the fuck is wrong with you? And <laughs> Yeah, this. But to be fair, this did have the line of the night for me uh, when uh, Jim Ross says to to um, uh, Gorilla Monsoon, he's talking about why don't you, you why are you out here doing commentary? Why aren't you in the office doing your job? You should be checking over the, the names in the contracts. And then he says, "Do you know what it's like to be fired? Do you know what it's like to uh, go home and tell your kids that you've no job and how hard it is to put food on the table?" and Gorilla Monsoon, he just channels his inner Bobby Heenan and says, Jim, you don't look like you've missed too many meals. And that had me absolutely rolling. Oh, and then then he says something. The guy's come, got a loaf of bread under each arm and still complaining. Like, yeah, he's, he's got some very old school. It like, was crazy. Like, it was nuts. 
was, it was fun. Uh, the commentary was wild. Uh, the match was turd. The match sucked. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, of course, what hap- what happened at the end, Ori? Or or I can say what Sorry, happened. Sorry, I muted myself really quick. I was trying to write myself a note for something. No, um, in the end, we get Diesel finally come out because we have Doc mm. Hendricks in the back and he's trying to get an interview and he saw him go in the locker room, but now he's not there. I saw Diesel come in here. I don't he's know not where here he anymore. Went. And, and no, he's Maybe not here. go back to the ringside wink. <laughs> and so they go back to ringside and Diesel, quote unquote, is walking mm. out who looks even less like Kevin Nash than this other person looks like Scott Hall. (laughs) And by a lot. And he's considerably shorter than Scott Hall, or the new new Razor Ramon, should I say. Right. Mm. And so um, he gets involved in the match, starts messing with Savio Vega, pulls the top rope down, and Savio falls out. We get a disqualification in favor of Savio Vega. Mm. And... They start going at it. And so the yeah. worst, the worst ever Razor's Edge. And to just hold his beer, Diesel did the worst <laughs> ever Jackknaff. Yes. It was horrific. It wasn't great. Yes. Both were, were awful. Um, it, if you've ever wanted to imagine Glenn Jacobs with a perm, this is exactly what you get here. This is this is awful. It's- this a terrible. perm and a jet black dye job. Yes, it's not. <laughs> and a goatee. It's not good. Mustache and goatee. It's, yeah. it's, ugh. Yeah. And again, the crowd is just chanting fake, fake, fake over like, and over. Like, just imagine, just imagine if next week on, on Raw, they announce that John Cena is coming back. And in a week after that, they bring up Braun Breaker and put him in jorts. And and you know, uh, never give up shirt. It's, it looks nothing like these two guys. Like it's it's just. Uh, but it's the character. Yeah, um, it's the character. There there, there was a sign that uh, in the crowd that made me chuckle. Uh, clearly, the 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 fans had got wind of who was playing uh, Diesel, and someone put a sign up saying. Uh, Big Daddy Dentist, which is uh, a brilliant oh, callback to Isaac, Yank- Isaac Yankum. Ouch. Mm. Ouch, ouch. Well, after that, we've got um, a video of Undertaker preparing, and this is something we haven't talked about yet. We have another pay-per-view coming up, and we're going to have a Buried Alive match on mm-hmm. October 20th, I believe. Yes. And uh, we had a video package earlier between Mankind and A very, very short one. A yes. Very, very short. Yeah. Very short. Um, and then we got another video package oh, somewhere. Mankind, you don't have to dig your own grave. Undertaker's <laughs> going to do that for you. Right. <laughs> and then we also got um, a, another video package, quite fairly long one from Taker. And then we got a, a second one from him in the graveyard digging mankind's grave sniffing a cloth first yeah i thought that was kind of weird too like paul bear i knew you'd mm. come i knew you'd come paul <laughs> and right. i knew you'd bring mankind with you exactly I don't know if I'm super hyped up about this match as as of yet. Um, they are booking it in such a way that yes, there will be a graveyard put into the center wherever it's going to be, and he will be one of these men will be buried alive. 
Mm-hmm. Which ooh, that's mm-mm. Yep. unsanctioned burial lab. That's correct. Well. That's correct. And so after that, we get the ta- the tag team match. <laughs> between Cornette and Vader versus Shawn Michaels and Jose Lothario. And it I'm was- I'm refusing to call this a tag team match. This yeah, was no. a one on one match. Pretty much, because it was pretty much uh, Vader and Shawn Michaels the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, wanna, until we, you know, we don't want to talk about Shawn Michaels signing books at the uh, at the mall. He was for he was, Rock the Vote. No, yeah, we're good. He was, he was very busy. I mean, it was a big election year. I mean, that was one thing that Clinton, they were continuously, you know, you know Ro- bringing Ross up Perot, was Bob Dole, Bob Backlund, Bob Backlund. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that was one thing that they were continuously bringing the up. On um, commentary was Michael's schedule that, you know, his ego is so big that he feels like he can, you know, keep up with the schedule and continue to wrestle and defend the WWF World Championship belt and whatnot. But it was pretty much a a Vader versus Sean match pretty much the whole time. Vader got him beat down at one point and Cornette decides he wants to get tagged in. But by the time he actually gets in, he turns around and... um, Sean has ta- tagged in Jose Lothario, who then goes to work on uh, Cornette. There's too many names in this. I'm getting myself confused. People beat people up, and it was meh. That's where it was. And then, you know, Vader's going after Vader tag either tags himself back in or Cornette no. tags him back in. So, I don't remember. So Cornette Pork's. Um... Jose in the air and yeah. then runs off and, and tags in Vader. Uh, mm-hmm. Vader l- looks like he's going to just demolish uh, um, Jose Lothario, but he's able to escape and tag in Shawn Michaels. Uh, so it says we've got about a, a minute, two minutes of, of Jose and, and Cornet uh, threatening to go at it before Which it gets Which is two minutes into... too much, really. Yeah, <laughs> it should have been a, a single match. Uh, and I, I, As a singles match, I thought it was actually pretty good and Vader comes off Looking really, really strong, uh, right. perhaps, perhaps stronger than he he, he come off at, at SummerSlam when he should have won the title. Right. Um, he threatens to do the Vader bomb from the the top rope, uh, but kind of chickens out and uh, goes to do it from the middle rope. But it took too long. Uh, Shawn Michaels is able to to get the knees up, but eventually uh, we get a, a Vader bomb. Uh, and Shawn Michaels is is pinned clean. The champion is pinned clean in the middle of the ring. He is. And then Vader sets him up for a second Vader bomb, but Sid comes out, and then they look like they're about to square off, and then Goldust comes out to face off against Sid, and then we've got Vader and Shawn Michaels uh, exchanging blows and Goldust and Sid exchanging blows. Of course, we know we're going to get the match between Sid and Goldust next week. Mm-hmm. So Psycho versus, yeah. So Sid Sid went after Vader, and then Sean went after Goldust, and that's that's where I got confused because they were setting up the other matches. Um, Are you sure? Because I yes. thought I saw it the other way around. No, Sean Michaels does take out um, Goldust because there's a point where the camera focuses in on Psycho, and he's he's shouting, "Come on, Sean, get up!" Uh, and yeah, mm-hmm. that, then this this grab. But the match next week is Psycho Sid. Uh, taking on Goldust. So and, and I'm sure, props I'm sure to Gold they Dust. continued brawling like oh, afterwards, sure. and uh, that's that's for for the live audience's eyes only. But 
And props to Goldust wig because that thing was on there really tight because mm-hmm. Sean was laying it in on him and there was hair flying everywhere, but that wig didn't move. That's very, very true. I think uh, the reason <laughs> the reason why Sakos and Vader uh, were were squared off is because did they not have a match? Did they not say that they had a match at Buried Alive, I think, uh, coming up? So the, Could be. There is that. Could be. Mm. That, that so. would explain things, yes. Overall, what did we think of this show today? It was <laughs> glorious and also terrible in equal measures. Um, I loved it for how bad it was. The whole Jim Ross stuff was brilliant, uh, brilliantly bad, but still brilliant in the in the same sense. Um, I didn't care much for the the, the Jerry Lawler and Jake the Snake stuff continuing, uh, but it's good to still get Austin back on on screen. And, and Roberts did look look really well. It's not the worst. Uh, role we've seen, but it's certainly one of the most memorable. Uh, I would say infamous would be the right word. Correct. This is, a, this is an infamous <laughs> episode of Raw in 1996. Um, yeah, man. I don't. I I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, I'll be interested to see how long they keep up with the Razor and Diesel um, thing. Not long. It doesn't seem like it's going to go anywhere. No. Um, JR seems to have made his point with embarrassing WWF. And, and himself. And himself Ooh. in the process. And forcing all of us to go through this thing. Um, yeah, this, this, this is not great. No. <laughs> no. Thank God for Zavio Vega. That's what we'll say. Yeah. Thank God for Zavio Vega. Yes. He, he's... I will say I feel like he is getting th- getting us through some of these horrific shows. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Savio Vega. So next week we have October 6, 1996, season four, episode 39 on the Peacock. Any other final thoughts? Any excitement for next week? I mean, we get to see Diesel. Yeah, he's two movies. in his in ring debut, I suppose. So um, should we call this Diesel 2.0? No, no, because that, that 2.0 kind of says it's an improvement. I'd say this is diesel 0.1. Negative, negative one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Man. This was a rough one. I'm not even going to lie. But I wouldn't, as difficult as this was to slog through, both of those shows, actually, they were a bit difficult to slog through because I watched both of them back to back to catch up. Um, I'm glad I know the things I do for you guys, the things I do to show my love for you too. I did miss you guys. It feels like it's been a month since we've recorded and I know it hasn't quite been that long. But I'm, I legitimately missed you guys. Oh, and we missed you too. Aww. Never, never have a hurricane again. <laughs> you are if not I could, I would. If I could, I would. I tell you, it was rough. It was not great. Let me tell you, South Louisiana in late August with no electricity is not a fun situation. Your house ends up like 84 degrees in the heat of the day. And it's just, it's, it's not a thing you want to live through mm. at all. So. And, and with that being said, let's get on out of here. 
Okay. Tanner, where can we find you on the social medias and all your things that you do? Mm. Uh, yes, yes, you all. Uh, thank you guys for, uh, for, for providing another uh, great episode. This has been fun. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah, and thank you to all the listeners out there for for listening. Yes. This has been this has been a fun uh, fun experience getting to go through these uh, these episodes of Raw from nineteen ninety six and hopefully nineteen ninety seven sooner rather than later. Um, <laughs> you can uh, you can find me on Twitter at Texas Gentleman underscore. That's my personal account. So if you wanted to come and chat with me there, that's cool. Uh, we all three of us actually um, are part of a network called Radio Techers. Uh, which you can uh, find the YouTube and Twitch pages for. Um, again, the, the title is Radio Techers. That's R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Um, so we've got, like I said, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter pages, all the things. So make sure to follow us there as well. So that way you can get in, t- in tune with uh, all sorts of content that we have, whether it's MMA content that, that Mags is putting out with Five Rounds, him and Carlos. Uh, you can also get uh, wrestling content there. We, we've had a series of, of debates and uh, show reviews. And, of course, Mags also does, um, what is it, chain wrestling with uh, with Simon. What was it? Brilliant. <laughs> I couldn't. Brilliant. <laughs> massive. What's massive, that show that you do? That thing oh, with yeah. the thing. That's a thing. <laughs> massive brain fart there. I'm so sorry. Um, so, yeah, chain chain wrestling every Monday. Good stuff, really good stuff. Um, Simon's also bringing his own uh, 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 SJP wrestling podcast uh, exclusively to Radio Techers, so that's going to be awesome. So lots of wrestling there. And then, of course, uh, myself, Mags, and Matt, uh, as well as uh, occasional sporadic special guests appear on uh, the actual Radio Techers football show where we are uh, live watching and uh, providing alternate commentary for Premier League football matches and Champions League football matches. So lots of good stuff going on over there at Radio Techers. Uh, for any complaints, you can uh, hit us up uh, <laughs> at the Twitter handle at the Matt Attack UK. Oh. You can you can you can send any complaints that you have regarding this show or or anything else. Uh, if you got in general, yeah. If you got like uh, the wrong bag at McDonald's, you got somebody else's order. Hit up Matt at the Matt Attack UK. Um, you know, if if you're just having a bad day, if you, if if you, you got a flat no. tire, if you broke a nail, if you broke a nail. Oh jeez. Uh, <laughs> Poor Matt. At the Math Attack UK. You, you can remember that. There. Shout out to Matt real quick. If you guys aren't following Matt, you should. Matt is doing some wonderful things. He's yes. doing um, a walkathon, I believe it is currently, getting his steps in every day for uh, the UK prostate charity um, yes. and killing it every day. He gives us updates every day on how he, and he is blowing through his goals. I am so impressed with him. I am that I don't I don't like doing the exercise. No. I, I, I prefer extra fries or extra sides. That's eggs are sides to bacon. Thighs. Thick thighs save lives. Oh yeah. No, we um, we we yeah. adore Matt Matt is yes. yeah. all, all joking aside, Matt is an exceptional human being and you, need, really to follow, you need to follow him anyway. He's a wonderful he's, he's person awesome. and we love him dearly. And Mags, where can we find you on the social medias and all your things? 
Yeah, so after having a, a, a week's break, um, back in the saddle, recording multiple content every week. Uh, you follow me on Twitter at PodfatherMags. Uh, as Tanner mentioned, I'm involved heavily over uh, our project Radio Techers. Uh, Tanner would say I was too involved, uh, trying to uh, strong arm me off some of the, the content. Uh, but I've, I'm... I've never once said these words. But... <laughs> They were implied. You're a fucking liar. Wow. Wow. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm also here over on, on Chair Shop with, uh, with uh, uh, Radio Techers cohort and good buddy uh, Ray Kasher uh, yes. doing the, the, the uh, Chair Shop radio uh, stuff for, for Midweek Mainstay. Uh, definitely go and check that out. But yeah. Uh, uh, I'm pretty much everywhere. What I would like to uh, kind of give you a tease about uh, is uh, uh, watch out for some potential crossovers between radio techers and uh, uh, a changing attitude because uh, we three have been uh, doing some sneaky talking behind behind the scenes. Maybe you will uh, you'll see uh, uh, a changing attitude uh, gimmick popping up on on radio techers. Perhaps a watch along of a certain. Uh, pay-per-view or two maybe uh, but yeah definitely definitely check that out and keep your eyes peeled on the uh radio uh on the uh, changing attitude uh twitter feed that's at acia podcast and if you've got any thoughts uh, opinions uh and anything uh, to say about the show um uh, definitely can drop us an email at uh, a changing attitude podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we will happily uh, love to include your thoughts and your opinions in the show and give our your uh, your feedback. And I just want to give a, a massive thanks to everyone who's uh, who's listened to the show. Uh, uh, behind the scenes, this is doing really outstanding numbers, more than we could have ever, ever have hoped or imagined for. And we appreciate every single one of you that, that listens along and, and gets involved. Uh, it means the absolute world to us. So thank you very much for that. Absolutely. We couldn't do this without you guys. And we are so impossibly humbled and and grateful for your reception to this show. And you guys are making it happen. I wouldn't be the draw without you guys. It's not just Mags and Tanner. It's all our wonderful super fans who listen along. It's you guys. I think you would have been the draw anyway. No. We're, we're just caught Taylor riding. Oh, jeez. Here we go again. Any, anyway, or uh, the draw, where can people <laughs> follow the draw and find the draw's content and pumpkin talk as well? <laughs> you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, where, where else? Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I do have a YouTube channel. Not much on there yet. Um, it is at Chairshot Greg. No, um, it's at <laughs> Ori the Draw. And uh, any complaints about my content can go to uh, PC at, at PC Tunnel. <laughs> I'm just going to throw everybody out at chair shot. <laughs> you're, you're, do, you're doing the Ric Flair, just throwing everyone under the bus. <laughs> no, I love all, all of our people at chair shot. There's some <laughs> absolutely wonderful content. You can always go to the chairshot.com and catch out, catch all of the shows in sports entertainment and sports entertainment that we feature. There's some great stuff from the hashtag Miranda Morales with her Lucha weekly podcast, uh, the Babyface heel podcast, 
with Miranda, Chairshot Greg, Greg DeMarco, as well as Patrick O'Dowd, the wrestling realist. There is no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist. See, I'm listening to all the stuff. That's I'm there. Absolutely. I'm enjoying it. I've been listening at all all the way through, and there's no way I could have reeled that off. You nailed it. That's why I'm the draw, baby. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, and Mags, of course, is all over the chair shot. Um, if you're looking for those po- for any of those podcasts, go to thechairshot.com um, or you can go- look up Chairshot Radio Network wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to mm-hmm. like, subscribe, follow. Throw us some five-star reviews. Let us know how you're loving the product. And you can also go to the chair sh- or prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up your chair shot t-shirt. Lots mm-hmm. of really good shirts over there, including a chair shot 316 shirt, which I have. And it's wonderful. So Absolutely. there you go. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. I don't know what's going on with my accent. Yeah, you've completely changed your accent. I don't know what is happening. She's she's done a a Rick Bogner on us. (laughs) Say hello to my little friend. I'm the bad guy, okay? It's it's Ori 2. Ori 2.0. Say hello to the bad guy. Goodbye. Did you know cloves go into pumpkin pie? (laughs) Pumpkin pie spice also goes er, into pumpkin pie. Wow. That's the show. That's the show. That's the show, guys. (laughs) Always use your head. Always. Chairshot.com. Always use your head.